Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Continuing a great conversation from the last episode with Holly McClure, film critic. She's also a producer and blogs and writes and has great, sharp insights on the entertainment industry and especially the film industry. Here's a question that anyone uh, listening would probably want to know because you have interviewed and been on set with so many famous people. Perhaps name a couple people that surprised you uh, in whatever way you want to take that. Uh, other people that were different than uh, you thought and, and also maybe come away with some memories of some of those people. Um, Mel Gibson surprised me. I mean, it surprised me at how friendly and easy and personable he was. He didn't have a movie star, I'm really cool attitude. He's an everyday person, everyday man. He always made everyone from the, you know, PA, the production assistant to, you know, to people working on the sets. He made everyone feel welcomed and everyone feel like, hey, you're part of the, you know, you're part of the great gang, you're part of the group. And and he would talk to a lot of people. I just, I, I marveled at that because I've seen a lot of directors too and, and actors who aren't that way. Um, I loved, uh, uh, oh, there's so many. I feel like um, Will Smith, uh, when I walked in the, when we do junkets on movies, we walk in and they're sitting, they have taken a suite of a, a hotel room and they'll put the backdrop of the movie behind them and you have two different cameras and lights and you're sitting in one chair, the actors are sitting across from you. You have about four minutes to ask questions. So it's a small setting, but it's, it's, that's how junkets work. They're called movie junkets. And so that's what critics go to to interview these stars. And that's how we get these interviews if we're not on set. So I went to a junket that Will Smith was doing. And uh, when I walked into the room, he stood up and he said, nice to meet you, Holly. Now, that sounds like a little thing, but... I've, there have been very few people since who've done that. And an actor like Will Smith, I was just so impressed with his manners. He was so friendly, again, very down to earth and very warm and friendly. So I, I just really appreciate, loved him. Um, Robin Williams was by far the funniest interview I've ever had. Funniest interview I ever did. And he was completely like, you see Robin Williams or you used to see him. That's how he was. I mean, he was joking and making cracks about my jewelry and he was so funny. Julie Andrews was amazing. I interviewed for Tooth Fairy. And when I walked in, there was a pillow, you know, on the chair I was to sit in. And I said, well, I'm really tall. I'm long-waisted, so I don't need that. He's, and she, in her little British accent, which I cannot do justice to. But she said, darling, it's not for you. It's for me. And I go, really? She goes, yes, of course. When you sit on the pillow, I have to look up to you. And she said, therefore, I don't have bags under my eyes and I don't have a double chin. I'm like, what a great idea. I never even thought of that. She goes, yes, lovely. It's a course. That's what I always do. So from now on, when I take pictures, I, you raise the camera a little bit above your eyebrow, above your eyes, above your head, just a little bit. So where you're looking up, 
because you don't have a double chin and it doesn't make you look old. I learned that trick from Julie Andrews. So I, I always remember that. She told me the story how in The Sound of Music, you know, how she went back years, years later and she went up to the mountain and she had that moment where she wanted to run on the mountain. So she said, the hills are alive. And she did the whole, you know, little thing for me. And she said, I started singing and spinning around. And as I spun around, there was a line of, uh, uh, I think they were Chinese tourists on the hill and they were just staring at her. And of course, taking pictures like crazy. They couldn't believe that the real sound of music, the real Julie Andrews was on that mountain singing and spinning around like she'd done in the film, you know, years before. So I love that story. I thought that was great, you know. Um, she was fun. Carol Burnett, one of my favorites. I mean, I the icons. Arnold Schwarzenegger was always nice. I interviewed him several times. And Stallone, those are the greats. Those are the old movie stars for me. You know, that was the era when they were like stars, you know and um, Bruce Willis and all of them. They were, they were really nice. There have been some that have been not so nice, but I don't want to name who they are. <laughs> Those are the, the, and Kevin Costner, uh, again, um, one of the ones that was special that stuck out in my mind, just because of the, he asked about me, well, Holly, you know, what about you? And I said, well, I've just written a book and I was telling him what I've done. He goes, wow, I'd love to read that. And I said, well, actually I have a copy if you want. He goes, I'd love to. I'd love, he was just so personable. So yes, there are some wonderful, nice people. And what you realize when you interview these stars and these people, they're just people <laughs> like you and me, uh, you know, they happen to be movie stars. They happen to be doing fun things and bigger productions, but they're all people who have wives and husbands and children and families and you know that's important to them and a lot of those stars uh, the, the established veteran stars realize how important it is to not only produce and direct the film but also sell the film market the film those every almost every single person you just named uh has been around a long time and they realize that they've got to sell the film for it to do well uh, in theaters. Great conversation with Holly McClure. We'll be back in 32 seconds. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Now back to our conversation with Holly McClure. You know what? We, there's something that I have been remiss. I've been so interested in the passion of the Christ and stars and streaming and all these great topics and themes we've talked about. We haven't told people how to get in touch with you and read uh, anything that you have. Are you still, you're still doing a blog? Yes. I still do my movie reviews and they can go on Facebook on Holly McClure, Holly on Hollywood um, on Facebook. And I'm, I'm getting my website back up and going where I'll have more reviews on there, hollymcclure.com. And I do movie reviews for Parables Network, Uplift TV. There are several different um, outlets that I do reviews for, Faith on Film. So uh, yes, I still am doing those reviews and I still have them out there. So I would, if anyone wants to contact me, um, you can through my Holly on Hollywood on Facebook. You can uh, contact me there. Or if you want to write me at McClureProductions at gmail.com, McClureProductions at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you as well. Holly McClure is spelled, well, Holly is H-O-L-L-Y, of course, but McClure is M-C-C-L-U-R-E, so that you can find her uh, as well there. You know what you... Uh, 
you've talked a little bit. Oh, by the way, what is your book? What is the book that you gave? Uh, was it Schwarzenegger? Who did you give to? Or, it, was Kevin Costner, it was Kevin Costner, but it was years ago. It's called Death by Entertainment, Exposing Hollywood's seductive, seductive Power Over You and Your Family. Unfortunately, now it's out of print. At that time, it was in print. And I had so much fun with that book and touring and doing different speaking engagements and stuff. I, I should probably figure out a way to do another follow-up now because it's changed. But what hasn't changed was in my book at that time, I was noting what was happening to our culture and to our children, you know, 10, 15 years ago and how it was changing with entertainment and how it was changing these kids and the entitlement and the, um, the, uh, the, the trends that were happening, then tolerance was the big word, you know, be tolerant, be tolerant. Well, those things have actually ended up almost being destructive to a generation now who you're seeing out there writing and wanting their own way and mad because they're not getting this and they're not getting that. And so, you know, I think we are seeing now the generation that grew up with those entitlement attitudes, you're seeing it play out now publicly. That's just my opinion. Understood. You know, uh, one thing to consider Holly is to take that book that's uh, older and turn it into an ebook, which would be very simple and inexpensive to do, and make it available on Kindle and make it available on Apple uh, at a reduced Ooh. price. And uh, you don't have to go through the publishing part of it anymore. It becomes an ebook. And uh, more ebooks are sold on Amazon than print books. So that's very, very cool. And what I love about ebooks, maybe everyone else does too. You click a button and you've got the book in about 60 seconds, 90 seconds and it's on your tablet or on your computer. I like tablets because when I travel, especially my uh, long flights overseas, I don't listen to music very much. I just read books. It's like I've got my own cocoon and I'm flying over an ocean somewhere or over land or mountains and I can read my book without hardly an interruption except for food service and that's about it. So there's an idea for you. You know what? Uh, we're finishing up our time with Holly McClure. A, a great conversation. I'm, I'm just loving this. Is there something, trends in Hollywood or the way that you look at faith-based uh, films or children and, uh, and, you know, what's happening to them? Is there something that I haven't asked you that you really, really want to talk about? Something, some uh, piece of advice, uh, a, a word of wisdom? What would it be? Well... <laughs> we can spend another half hour on that. <laughs> you know, as a film critic for 25 years now, I've been in it a long time. And, you know, anyone can say these days they're a film critic. I actually was doing it when there was very few people saying that they did it. And, you know, there was very few people doing it. So it's interesting to see that trend change. Everyone's a critic now. But what, what I saw 10, 15 years ago, and, I, and I've been so concerned about, is that the influence of entertainment on kids and video games and other things. And you think, oh, well, it doesn't influence, but it does. And it's been proven that it does. And I think that parents, I feel for parents these days because some of the PG has questionable material in it. Some of the PG 13 has stuff that, I mean, um, my spy just came out and you know, it with Dave Batista, who's from uh, guardians of the galaxy. And it's funny. It's about this guy, you know, military guy who, you know, is doing a spy and is going to spy on this family. And this little girl attaches to him. 
So you think, okay, great, there's a kid in it. Okay, well, since there's a kid in it, it's for kids. But there's language, there's violence, there's gun violence, there's a guy that's knifed, there's explosions. Now, you may say, well, that's nothing. My kids have seen that. Well, what age has seen it? You know, it's not for a four-year-old. If, you if you're going to have a, be sitting there and have a five-year-old watch it and a 12- or 13-year-old watch it, yeah, the 13-year-old can handle it. But the five-year-old can't. The five-year-old's still at that development. So you, you, parents, really important for you to understand the age of what your child can accept and, and realize is truth, is fiction, what's, what's not real, what is real. And there is a definite difference in that age group. So I think it's being very aware, even though the rating and even though it looks like it's for kids or looks like it's for children, boy, parents, you've got to watch these things and listen and see if there's language, see if the um, there's, you know, um, cultural ideas that are being you know thrown into these films these days are those your standings are those your values is that your belief you know there there's a lot of different um things that are being accepted culturally in disney films and others that a lot of parents may not approve of so without trying to be too specific and insult or be rude or hurt anyone's feelings i just want to say i think parents need to be discerning and i the motto of my end of my film review is choose your movies wisely and I just feel that that's, you know, parents have got to be discerning and choose carefully, not only for their kids, but for themselves. You know, I mean, we can be seduced into an entertainment and all of a sudden you're watching things that you wouldn't have maybe watched or you would have been a callous to a few years ago. And now, ah, oh, yeah, okay, no big deal. You know, you've seen monsters, we've seen murders, we've seen aliens, we've seen zombies, we've seen <laughs> everything's been across the screen now and even gun and blood violence and language. It's funny because uh, there was a film that was on and I was talking to a parent about it. And I said, well, you know, it's got language. And she said, did it? I didn't even realize it. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, it had, you know, GD and it had something else in it. And she goes, wow, I've been so conditioned. She goes, I didn't even catch it. So there's a lot that I think we've become so insensitive to and conditioned to. Just be reminded of that, parents, because those sweet little children that you have, I mean, they are taking everything in fast speed every day and it's going into that mind and once it's in there you know it's in there and uh, I think it makes a difference in how parents are raising their kids these days and the young adult and the adult that you release into the world it'll make a difference who they are so I just think you have to be discerning. Holly thank you for a great conversation and maybe we can have you back in another season and see what's different with movies and with entertainment and media and pick up where we left off. Thank you for being a great interview and guest on the podcast. Thank you, Craig. It's been my delight to be with you. I so appreciate you having me here, and I'd love to come back. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.